Welcome to Savage. I'm your host, Kelsey Kenry, CEO, wife, and mom of three. This is where you find the aligned strategy and mindset shifts to unleash your power, unlock your freedom, and step into your full potential as a CEO. Every episode is full of tough love and hard truths with a side of tactical guidance to expand your success. You ready? Let's do the damn thing. All right, so we are doing something a little bit different today. My lovely friend, Kelly, I'm speaking at her Lux um, Summit this week, and we chatted about collaborating a little bit this week, and I was going to collaborate with her anyways because I love her, and she decided, we decided, that today we were going to let her interview me. So I have no idea what she's asking. I have no idea what's coming my way, Um, but I'm ready. And we'll just kind of dig into it today and we'll figure out where we're going. And I'm happy to um, answer any questions as you guys are watching here. If you're watching the replay, let me know in the comments you're watching the replay. And we are going to, I'm sure, talk all things life, business, motherhood, and whatever else comes up. So just waiting for Kelly to pop on here. Hi. What's up? What's up? What's up? You have the best earrings always. Oh, thanks. Target. (laughs) You have some good stuff. I've decided hoops are a part of my brand. Yeah, it should be. Earrings probably should be, but see, you're good at all that. So I get to interview the queen herself. Is Do I get to um, go in and, and start asking all the uncomfortable stuff? <laughs> yeah. About that morning, I was like, if there's somebody that's going to really like crack me open, it's probably going to be you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, game on. Let's go. Let's go. Well, let's do this. If you can start by just introducing, saying who you are, who you serve, Share where you're located. So I know my audience is going to get to hear and experience this as well. So go ahead quickly or not quickly, but yeah, because I have a lot of questions and I want to be cognizant of your time. So share with us all the things, who you are, who you serve, where you're located. Yeah, of course. So my name is Kelsey Kenry. Nobody knows how to say that. So I just blew everybody's mind with that. I am a mom of three. I'm married. I live in Lakewood Ranch, Florida, which is like a city inside of city, which is very close to where Kelly lives too. And I am a coach for women, specifically entrepreneurs and CEOs, and I help women optimize and align their businesses. So we take what's working and we optimize it. We look at what's not working and we realign and bring you bring you and your business back into alignment. So it's a very holistic process. I, you know, my Instagram says business mentor. I believe that I'm business coach, life coach, all the things because you and I both know that can't do one without the other. But yeah, so born and raised in Texas and now in Florida, of course. So that's all the fun stuff. And yeah, I'm just, I'm excited for this and I'm excited for, for my audience to hear me be interviewed because I don't think that's a thing that's ever happened. And of course this will be on the podcast, but I also want to hear before you dig in and like <laughs> rip me. <up. laughs> I want to hear, I want you to introduce yourself to my audience too. Okay, sure. Yeah. So I'm Kelly Adams. I'm a mindset and business coach and 
you know, we, we think a lot of the same things. That's why like we just naturally connected right away. My personal opinion is I use the mindset perspective to help you in your business. So I'm of the belief that your body is an energetic wealth container. My goal is to come in and pluck away all the things that are taking you away from coming home to yourself. I fully believe when there's not a difference between how we show up in our life and how we show up in a bu- in our business, then we're in full alignment and we can show up. I always jokingly say as naked, raw ass baby chickens because there's nothing left. So I like to take all the beliefs and societal thoughts and humanness that we experience and help you make peace with your past and step into prosperity. So that's it in a nutshell. I'm known as the Mary Poppins of mindset. Mindset's my jam, but I really like helping a lot of the same women you do, high achievers, type A perfectionists who are very driven, but can use some help with balance so they're not burning out, basically. And we have so many stories too, because I think that there's like, I, I believe that, probably why we are so good at what we do is because we failed and we've learned from our life experience and just be able to bring that to people. I think it's so powerful. Yeah. So since you just beautifully opened it up to failing, let's talk about, cause that is a lot about leadership. I do want to highlight leadership. I think leadership is where it's at right now. And I think it takes you going through a certain amount of junk to be able to step into leadership because we're teachers of what we went through. So if we wouldn't have gone through the hard stuff, then we can't share about it. So let's talk about the times that you failed forward. Let's talk about that aha moment. Everybody has that aha moment. Like I remember being down on my knees and crying. So tell me about your aha moment when the light switched, and then I want to kind of lean into other parts where you've failed forward towards success. Oh, you know, I think at my rock bottom story will always be the same. It will always be me waking up in the medical unit, being arrested for the third time and standing up and walking towards the mirror. And, you know, the mirrors are not clean and they're rusted and there's the little like air bubble things. And it's like just staring at myself. I was wearing contacts at the time. They were, they were fuzzy for me crying. I told them life, which is why I was in there. And I just were looking back and like that reflection moment was so powerful for me. And like seeing my for the first time of like, holy shit, like the real, like if you keep going this direction, you're not going to make it any farther. And that for me, it was, I, I, it sounds like a, a, a very serious moment because it was that for me was the moment yeah. live. And if I was going to live, I knew I had to do things differently. So that mm-hmm. where everything shifted and I just chose myself and I chose to live and I chose, you know, that, it was a glimmer of hope is what I call it actually in my book. It was a glimmer of hope that was just like, there's something more like you do have a purpose here. Oh, so good. I'm writing all this down. That was so good. So basically I love it that you like, how crazy is that, that you fast forward are a woman and help other women see the parts of themselves, like your other people's mirror. And then I'm just going back to that moment where you're seeing yourself in the mirror. So it's almost like you probably had an outer body experience where you are your own mirror in that moment. Like that's insane. (laughs) 
Uh, it was wild. It was wild. And so I, how many years ago was that? That was in 2010. That okay. was March of 2010. Okay. So then can you tell us, so that was like the glimmer of hope. I love that you said, I, I want to challenge women to step into this when they're listening. If you are on your rock bottom moment, the way you just said it was so beautiful. It's not that everything is ending, but this is the beginning. So it's the beginning of a new version and a new reality that you were choosing to step into, which is so sexy and so beautiful. So when you said, I decided to choose to live, like that's a really powerful statement. So what does that mean to you? What does choosing to live mean from that moment and the mirror forward? Mm, for me, it was... First, I think there's different parts of this. For me, it was the quest for purpose because I think that the reason why I was drinking and abusing drugs and, and, and abusing my body and making the, the self-sabotage and self-sacrificial choices that I was is because there was there was numbing. There was lack of purpose, mm -hmm. lack of direction. There was lack of clarity. And so for me, initially, it was let me find what my purpose is here because there was, I knew there was something. And I think that the, the piece of purpose is wildly overlooked by many, many people to where it's like you, each of us has an individual purpose, like mm -hmm. one of one being the only person that can do that thing in that way. And so it became a quest for, let me figure out what that is because I know that the way that I'm living is not the way it's not the way it doesn't have to be this way anymore. My gosh, that's so good. And, and I want to really bring, I want to invite uh, women that are, you know, tuning into your podcast and the replay to invite them into focusing on the piece of purpose, because so often, you know, we all go online, let's call it what it is. I love just pulling the elephant in the room and money. We're driven by money. Money only gets you so far. And if you're chasing money, I'm of the personal opinion, you're still in misery. So what does that mean for the woman who walks into your container? How do you, with everything going on and, you know, from imposter syndrome to fear of feeling enough to scarcity, how do you challenge women to focus and have their purpose at the forefront when we're all feeling all these distractions by the world and by the belief system of how fast success should be and should feel like. Oh man. Okay. There's so many pieces here and there's, I love everything that you just kind of collected back. Like the first thing that came to my mind is something so simple that I've been talking about recently so often. And it's really removing the concept of time mm. about the pressure that we put on ourselves as women who have this desire to succeed. So often we, we, if being driven is not the problem, doing enough is not the problem. The problem is, is that we have expectations as to which, when that should occur. And mm -hmm. so ourselves on unrealistic timelines, because we're looking at other people's timelines. And so if we can remove the concept of time, I often say to clients, I'm like, if you think back to any goal that you've ever achieved when you got to the top of your mountain, right? When you achieved the goal, you weren't like, well, fuck, that took me too long. You're like, hell yes, I'm here. Like I yeah. made, you know, but if you think about pressure and if you think about this desire to succeed, to 
build something, whether that's mission driven, whether that's money driven, whatever it is, so often it feels restrictive, which Mm -hmm. anything about me, my biggest value is creating freedom for myself and other women. And it starts to feel restrictive. So you have this like butting head situation to where it's like, especially with CEOs and entrepreneurs, you created this whole thing for freedom. And Mm -hmm. instead of trapping yourself because you're putting yourself on an unrealistic timeline, that's not yours. Like we each have our own individual timeline. It took me three times going to jail. It took me 10 years of being an asshole to myself. But it's like, look where I am now. There's not a part of me that regrets that. And so as that applies to our business, if you can remove the concept of time, if you have the goal of being a millionaire, if you have the goal of leaving a legacy behind, then what are you doing each day to contribute to that? Because it's like, there is this, you know, I'll I'll just, I'll just call it like I see it. There have been a lot of people who have come into this industry, especially I've been coaching 11 years. Yeah. I'm into this industry and surpass me money wise. It does make you think, okay, am I, am I good enough? Am I doing something wrong? Do mm-hmm. I? And instead of that, the only way you can bounce out of that is trusting in yourself and your timeline. So I think it's two parts here. I think it's removing mm-hmm. time. And then I also think it's, tr- it's cultivating self-trust because what I know from being in the room with many millionaires Mm -hmm. is that there is no measure of success that is dictated by money because what I, what I have seen is that so many people that are in that space that are making millions are really not honest about what their lives look like behind the scene and and how much they're actually working. And so for me, I have, Three little kids, and I love my fucking life off this app. Yeah. yeah. And that's being missed, you know? Mm-hmm. So, a rant, <laughs> little tangent. But I, I just think, I think cultivating self-trust and knowing that, like, your time is exactly what it's supposed to be. And if the pressure is coming from comparison or trying to build what somebody else has built, that's going to just distract you from what you're actually meant for. Yes, yes. That was so good. And that was, that was like, oh my, you said so much that I want to riff on, but I'm going to reel it back in and stay on topic because it was so good. But that is the public success and private failure is a big deal. And I love how you talked about removing time and leaning into self-trust. And to me, that comes, that means like surrendering the blueprint. So I feel like I was just jamming out with somebody about this earlier. I feel like a lot of our, you know, doubts and fears and things come in when our time frame doesn't match with the time frame that we thought it was going to be. And I and I just said to someone literally today, the day I surrendered all my expectations for everyone, even my husband, and he's awesome. My husband, my kids, my clients, I you know, I surrendered expectations, but I gained so much more peace because a lot of my Frustrations came from expectations. And what you just said was so beautiful about, you know, I was in jail three times. It took 10 years because it's inviting, you're inviting women into their wholeness, not like the past and the present duality and then the, the mistakes and the failures. And then it's, it's like this beautiful 
duality of the becoming and unbecoming and, and having those edges meet. So I now plot twist. What is something that your audience would be totally surprised to know about you? I know you share very transparently online and I love that. Like you walk the walk and talk the talk, but what would, what would like blow their, like is socks off even a thing? What would blow their socks off? (laughs) What would totally just blow their minds if they knew about you? (laughs) Honestly, trying to think of something because I feel like that I've, I've been on this app for like, I feel like it's been 10 years. Um, hmm. The only thing that came to mind is I'm obsessed with karaoke. Like, love karaoke. My dad is one of those, like, musically talented people that he just, like, picks up an instrument and can play it. And he can also sing. And my mom can sing. Like, pretty much everybody in my family can sing. Um, I am most emotionally connected through music. So do you sing at home around like, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And are yeah. you good? Are you, cause I'm horrible, but I love singing, but like, are you, you enjoy it and you're good? <laughs> I think that, I mean, I was in choir when I was little, I musicals, I sing somewhere over the rainbow for a talent show. I think it was like sixth grade or something. I, it's funny cause I get stage fright, which is okay. like, not me, but only with singing. It's hard to explain. I think I'm okay. I mean, you know, maybe lessons I could be really good. <laughs> so this is this is okay. Another random. So we see you working out on your gram a lot. So obviously, fitness is part of your story. So I'm curious, does fitness play into any of your healing story, or were those two separate entities? And then that's just your passion now. Like, how does that play into? who you are as a person and as a whole? Oh my God. Great question. It's kind of, it's kind of both because the evolution of my business, I started as a coach. I started as a fitness because after I was arrested that third time and you know, I knew that I had to live differently. I did life coaching. I did and just hold on. Like I'm going to do all the make me Good, even though therapy and life coaching is can like rock your rock your your soul for a little bit, but I started going to the gym because I'd always struggled with my body. I I'd always I'd never played sports. I would go to the gym like you know a couple times a month, maybe when like my stomach looked bigger or whatever the stupid shit that we tell ourselves. And so I started going to the gym, and it was just like this, the most simple thing, I got a paper planner and I literally started making appointments with myself to go to. And when I was arrested, part of my arrest, I had a DUI and I had a felony drug charge. And so with DUI, I couldn't drive. So I would have to plan out my week. I would have to get somebody to come pick me up or ride my bike. And so it just became like something. And I I was... (laughs) addicted like I traded kind of one addiction for the other with the gym and then that turned into me bringing friends to the gym like fun let me show you what I'm doing and then I ended up losing 50 pounds going and that turned into fitness coaching fitness coaching turned into business coaching so yeah it's a it's a very it is like my time and my space and one of the things about me as a human design is I'm born to move and work and stuff like that there is, I'm designed for movement. 
but I also am big in women's empowerment. And so for me, fitness also is an opportunity for me to witness my own power every single day. And that is, that is my job. I need to, you need to say that again. Women receive this. Say that line one more time. That was so good. Working out is an opportunity for me to witness my own power every day. Yes. And that, that's so beautiful because I, again, I think how we do the small things in our life is how we do the big things in our life. So just seeing that every day, you know, you're up there, you're hitting the Peloton, you're crushing it, you're running. That should be just a good testimony and testament to then what's happening behind the scenes. You know, like you are doing the things that you say you're doing, like it matches up. I think that's important and integrity and something else that needs to be definitely highlighted in the online space is it's hard to differentiate between smoke and mirrors and integrity. And I feel like let's, let's have a more challenging question come. How do you stay safe or feel safe in your community with everything and just being so available to access and seeing everybody do and say. So what tips would you have for your audience to stay in the lane and go deeper into self-trust regardless, again, of what they see happening in the IG world or whatever platform they're utilizing in general? Mm. You know, it is everything that I speak about, about you first. Okay. That your, your relationship with yourself first, action with yourself first, you honoring yourself first, honoring your boundaries first. It is that you first mentality because I believe that if you have built a rock solid foundation and relationship with yourself, everything else might be able to shake you, but it can't break you. Ooh, that's good. They'll shake you, but not break you. You first. So it just, things can come in I can witness things. I can be on social media. I can, you know, I, I, and all of us have been, I'm not saying that I haven't been sucked down a certain path, you know, I was, I was meant to, there was something for me here. Yeah. But I think that that more than anything is just being so rock solid and like, this is who I am and like owning your story and owning who you are and knowing what your gifts are and your uniqueness is. Because when you're so, when that's so deeply ingrained in you, you are too differently in that like, yeah, they're doing that and that's their thing. Cool. Versus yeah. that. So I need to, too. Mm, yeah, that's a difference. So I need to, too. Yeah. That's like creating a recipe of what we see as success And usually when we do that, we end up looking at everybody else and then forgetting our own magic and our own medicine, which if we would lean into that, that's what's going to be the most attractive part to anybody in our community. Because it's easy when you're already on the other side to say yes to yourself first. If If you get in the practice of saying yes to yourself, then you see how all the other facets of your life play out and it, it does feel calmer, but there's a lot of women who, who just don't say yes to themselves first. So what would be, I know this is a little bit deeper and a, the same question, but different, but like, what is a tangible action step that they could take? Like, I don't know if it's a resource you have. I don't know if it is a motivational video you listen to, but like, what is a step you could take to start to wire in you first is actually like a place of power versus like as women, we feel like 
selfish, basically. Like we should be putting everyone else above us. Mm, This is good. And it reminds me of a conversation that I had with, uh, with a client last week, actually. So I think first identifying like what you're motivated by okay. or think you should be doing. So yeah. in her, it was, she had built in this belief and she's very successful, like multimillionaire, right? Has this huge business. And she's like, we were talking about her taking time for herself, you first, right? And the thought came up of what she was taught was, and lived in her brain was, is this making me money? So Mm. then she would, you know, do things like filling her calendar, doing things like being at meetings that she didn't really need to be at going to being in the office just to be there. And so I challenged her not to change that thought, not to, is this making me money, but to change the bridge in which she's, she's connecting that. So it looks like, I said, let's, let's use working out as an, as an example here. When you work out, you show up and feel more confident. When you have a sales meeting more confident, you are more likely to get the sale. So I think it's yeah. starting to draw those lines of the beliefs that you're holding, right? So many of us value productivity, right? We're like, oh, this is productive. Okay, well, let's, how can we draw the line? How can we connect the reality of rest being productive. How can we draw the line of spaciousness being what the key to success? It becomes like almost like a game. And so I think that's something that each of us can do is that thing that you're saying, oh, this is the thing that I need to do for X result. Okay, well, the thing that you think is the opposite of that, how can that actually connect to the result that you want? Because mm-hmm. like tricking ourselves of like, yeah. I'm working out right now. I'm making so much fucking money right now because I'm working out. Like, and it's like, that's, that's what, right. It pleases, it pleases both sides. So that's what I was looking at those motivators for you. Start looking at the things that you don't want to take time for. Start looking at the things that, you know, when you think of you first, I really want to do this, but this and this and this and say, how would that, you know, actually affect the, the highest goal or the highest version of myself? Ooh, wait, that's so good. And then, you know, the mindset part of me is going to be like, yeah, you're creating a new neural pathway. Go, go, go. <laughs> Woo! Okay. I have two questions that I want to wrap this up with. One, yeah. what has been your biggest lesson in business over the past several years? What's the biggest lesson? And then the takeaway from the lesson. Hmm. You know, I think that my biggest lesson goes back to trying to follow somebody else's path that isn't yours. Yeah. You know, a lot of times we get very deep in relationship with even our mentors and our coaches, Mm -hmm. right? And being in spaces with coaches who I deeply admire, I would watch myself start to kind of trickle and want to do the things that they're doing, which again, pulls us away from our own pathway and our Mm -hmm. own. Yeah. So I think that that's really kind of been my, my biggest lesson in, in business is that my success, even match, you can match the date to when I'm 100% honoring my uniqueness and when I am 100% trying to go the other direction because I think it's what I'm supposed to do. And I think that the takeaway from that is just being really, really grounded and knowing and doing the work of like, you fully understanding that you are one of one. 
Like you are it, your skill set and your story. There is nobody else with it. And so each of us is meant to create our own path. And that, you know, goes against everything that we're taught about, like, just follow the, these steps and you'll get to, like, <laughs> oh my gosh, how to make six figures. It's like, well, it's not going to look like that for you. That's so true. That's, that's so good. It just is like, and I agree, like all the moments when I tried to rinse and repeat, I I like fell out of who I was and it's the moments when I'm just showing up and you're exactly right. You could trace that back when you're like, and I hate rules. I think everybody knows that. So when I'm like F the rules, like this is what it is. It's like you enter this flow state because there's no differentiation, differentiation between who you are and how you're showing up. So it's like, you know, you're in alignment when you can just show up at any point in time and just riff because there's no, you don't have to second guess anything. You're just speaking. So, so speaking of being a leader and being a change for women, the question I want to leave your audience with is what do you want to be known for? And even harder, how well do you think you're doing on that? Ah, Okay. That's two parts. Okay. So first, what do you want to be known for? This is such a good question. This is, this came up, I love this because it came up like kind of the opposite way when I was leading CEO Power Hour in person one on um, Friday, just like really knowing like the legacy went, you want your mission, you know, very interesting because it goes back to my story and the mirror, right? So my biggest goal is to serve as the most powerful mirror for women. Mm. They see how fucking amazing they are. And that. I peel back layer after layer after layer. And that to me creates a better world because yeah. if each knows our power, if each of us knows our value and our worth and we stop doubting ourselves and we stop moving from like proving energy, it creates yeah. a better world because we are so happy with ourselves that there's no need to get distracted with like treating other people like shit. So yeah. I that, you know, my biggest goal in this life and what I want to be remembered for is to really like help women be able to see their power, to be like a marker of, I did this, you can do this, impacting as many women as possible in whatever capacity that is. So that there's time freedom, there's inner, but really the most powerful freedom is just being it so you can just live. And so- Yes, yes, yes. And I think I'm doing a pretty okay job at that. (laughs) I would say kudos, my friend. I agree. Anything else that you would want to share as we're kind of closing up and giving your audience, like, let's say version one of three, I feel like this needs to be a series now. Like one is like, here's the intro Two, going deeper and three as so like we could do a check in in a couple more months of what's come up for you but I love you you're amazing so fun to be here and just have that opportunity to interview you live for your audience so I will see you on the other side in the room together we rise ladies yeah thank you so much have an amazing afternoon if you are a CEO or entrepreneur I want to invite you into a space that's unlike anything out there CEO Power Hour is a free monthly live experience that you can join in person or virtually to get your questions answered to fulfill the desires for your business. Inside this room, you bring your biggest goal, the obstacles you are experiencing, 
or anything you want my expertise, eyes, and ears on. This guidance, along with the ideas and inspiration from other powerful women, allows you to be fully immersed in the energy of being supported and learn in a completely new way so that you can expand your business and your life to the next level. I created CEO Power Hour to bring together powerful business owners for connection, collaboration, and coaching. This is your invitation, and it's free. The link is in the show notes, so I hope to see you at our next monthly meeting.